Hey, this is Andy Jenkins and welcome to the podcast. This week, I'm back with Coach a Series and what that is, is I try to bring someone here who is an expert in some area. Now, th- this one, I'm actually going to bring my friend Amanda Hicks on. She is, in my opinion, an expert in fitness uh, and she's gotten there the hard way. Now, some people become an expert in fitness because they go train in a school uh, and learn uh, in the classroom for years and get certifications and all of those sorts of things. And that's completely valid. And that is uh, extraordinarily honorable. Other people become experts because they walk out a journey where they literally cut their body weight in half. Uh, there's this whole movement. It's called body transformation. And it is this healthy look where people who were obese, they begin losing weight. They do it in a healthy way over time, lots of time generally with nutrition and exercise uh, and, and science and practical tips and taking steps to walk it out with accountability and working together. It is this movement uh, that, that actually Amanda has done and done amazingly well. And so uh, I have and my wife has met her and her husband Johnny through this new 1B7 project that we're doing with ULA. Now that project is really designed to help people through a digital platform find balance and growth in the seven key areas of life. Here, here's why I mentioned that, because Amanda's on our team. I'm gonna put a link down in the show notes where you can learn more about some of the diet and nutrition products that she's gonna talk about. You can follow her on Instagram. You can go and watch on Facebook her body transformation story where she talks about being plus 300 and then coming down under 200 and moving to her ideal weight. All of that's there. I'm also gonna put the information about the 1B7 movement because it is this digital platform that helps people, uh, meaning helps me, uh, Amanda, uh, people like you, find balance in the seven key areas of life. So seven key areas, fitness, that's the first one. We're talking about that today. Finance, family, your field, that is your career, whatever you do full time faith, friends, and fun, they're like spokes on a wheel. And when one spoke goes down, that wheel might get a little wobbly. If it gets too wobbly, it's going to eventually grind your progress to a halt. In this episode, you're going to hear how that fitness spoke, when it's down, it really affects other areas. And in fact, you might not necessarily know how good the other areas could be until you start taking care of that one. Now, to take care of that one, you don't have to jump into CrossFit, you can. You don't have to be an amazing athlete, you could be. You don't have to run in a marathon, you might want to. You don't have to run a 5K. In fact, you're gonna hear Amanda say, first thing she did, she did one the first week she started, or the first month she started losing weight, but she did it by just walking. Where the goal was just to start, and the goal was just to finish. Now, listen in, because she's going to through just an amazing story, break this down, super simple, easy peasy. And by the way, you need to follow her on Instagram because you're gonna notice her as the girl with the pink hair. All right, here's here's the story, my time on Zoom with Amanda Hicks. You've done this body transformation. I'm not even sure if that's the accurate word, 
but how much weight have you lost? So total from my highest weight ever, I'm down 130 pounds. Okay, that's like a um, that's like a human. A whole person, yeah. yeah that's a whole person <laughs> to put in perspective. Yes. 130 so, from um, yeah. My um my goal, I, I do want to lose about 15 to 20 more. Okay. And um that'll put me basically at about half of what I was. Oh so, geez. Okay. So obviously there is a there's gonna be a big story behind all of that. Here's what I would like to know is it at what point do you decide? Hey, I'm going to change something because does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just say this. I've, I've struggled my whole adult life, um, with my weight. You know, I did the, the ups and down the, the tried every different kind of diet. And, um, ultimately for me, it was about three and a half years ago. Um, my life, I hit rock bottom. Like I, I felt like I had nowhere, nowhere else to go. Um, and so I've had friends who have watched my story and, and they've asked me the same thing, you know, as far as how do you know when it's time to make a change? Well, for, for me, like you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I just, I, I, I knew that there, if I didn't make a change, um, I was probably going to end up dead by the time I was in my mid forties, um, just because I was miserable. I wasn't happy. There were so many areas of my life that was just so kinds of messed up and I just had to take care of me. I, I had spent so much time trying to take care of other people's needs that I, eventually decided to be, for lack of a better term, very selfish and, and, and look at what was best for me. Well, we think of like selfish is necessarily a, a bad, bad word because it always has a negative connotation when we use yeah. it. But yeah. I mean, really, any even that term self-care and there's so many armchair quarterbacks that are, well, armchair psychologists that toss out these words on the internet that I, I think really don't know what they mean. And so it kind of taints mm -hmm words like that when we yeah. say something like self-care, but I, I think you really mean everything that you're going to do in life is uh, kind of an overflow out of you. And so if you don't care, take care of you or manage you or steward you, you really mm -hmm. can't do anything else that you're kind of the body's kind of the container of yeah. the ideas, the connections for relationships, everything. Yeah, I wanted to be good and healthy so that that way I could have a good, healthy relationship with my husband so that we could have good, healthy fun together, go on adventures, travel. Um, I, you know, I remember going on vacations and being so physically uncomfortable that we couldn't really go do any adventures. We couldn't go hiking. We couldn't my weight limit, you know, couldn't do stuff like parasailing and, and, you know, just walking in the park. So, um, there was a lot of it that I, I needed the change for myself, but I wanted the change also so that I could be my best self in order to have fun 
and live life with my husband and, and my family and my friends. Right. Um, the, well, I, I mean, you know, we were on a Zoom call uh, with, with my wife and you and Johnny not too long ago. And I, I remember just kind of saying to him, a lot of times when you see one spouse or the other make a radical change, you know, like a literally cutting their weight in half and then getting in. I, I know a lot of people can't see you right now, but when you say to me, I'm going to lose 15 to 20 pounds more, like in my mind, like you look extremely fit right now. And so, I mean, you're, you're doing these, uh, body transformation competitions that, you know, a lot of people that are listening don't know about. I'll put some links down in the show notes about that. So, you know, you look extremely fit. It, this isn't like you've lost weight and still have all this weight to go. And so many times when that kind of transformation happens, one of the partners becomes very nervous, anxious. I've seen it derail marriage relationships where people yeah. had been together for decades. Um, yeah. But he's been just the opposite. He's been, like he's been your biggest yeah. cheerleader, like in the corner, like pushing and pulling really and has. shouting. He really has. Now, when I first started, he, he had some resistance like the first year, year and a half or so. Um, because... And honestly, I think it was just doubt. Oh, Amanda's done, you know, these um, yo-yo diets before and she's never really stuck with it. So I'm just going to sit back and watch and see what happens. And yeah. I, I really think that that was his his initial um, reaction when I when I started this journey in 2018. Um, but then eventually he realized, OK, she's actually sticking with this she hasn't given up on it yet I guess I better get in the game a little bit more and you know he was always supportive in regards to eating the meals that I would fix and you know he would you know cheer for me if I wanted to go do a 5k or a 10k or a half marathon or anything like that um but eventually he he saw my whole demeanor change like my like my confidence, like, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I, I walked straighter and just felt better about myself. And I think it kind of rubbed off on him. And um, he, he joked with me recently. He said, yeah, you were getting, you were getting looking really good, babe. And I was afraid, you know, that you were going to um, trade me in for a younger model. And I just couldn't have that. So that's why I had to get on my toes too. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, some of that might be why some people sometimes feel nervous about those transitions and changes that they might, you know, be left behind. So it breeds that insecurity. Yeah. Um, okay, talk talk to me about this. A, a minute ago, you know, we were I was asking you kind of what was the thing that was just oh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do this, um, and, and you know, you just kind of said, well, it's just it was probably just kind of a lot of things pulling together. Uh, yeah. Answer this is. Is being, you know, twice the weight that you are now approximately. Um, so, I mean, let's just use the term. It is it's obese, probably even morbidly mm -hmm. obese at that yeah. time. Yeah, morbidly term. obese, like um, medically morbidly obese. Would, would that be a symptom of deeper stuff that's going on internally 
Does, does that make sense? I, I, or is, I like, absolutely think so. And I, I know we can only answer for you. We can't answer for everybody else yeah. that's out there. So just as far as your story, like. Yeah, for me, um, I, I do think a lot of it was lack of education too. Um, you know, I didn't really have the greatest um education growing up in regards to finances or to meal cooking or just to help um it it really has been a journey for me as far as you know doing my research you know just eating healthier i mean my goodness when you and i'm i'm notorious about finding rabbit trails and snuffing them out until you can't go any further i mean that's really one of the things I do in my day job is uh, find rabbit trails. But as I started doing research for my, you know, as far as health, you know, seeing the health implications with processed foods and restaurants and, and, you know, just ingredients and things like that, it, it really was a, it was a learning experience for me. And, and, you know, the deeper things that were really holding me back, um, I just, I, I wasn't happy with how I felt. I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without getting winded. Um, there's just, a, I mean, even sitting in a car for two hours worth of travel, just getting uncomfortable. Um, just, there were so many things that you, you don't realize. I will say this. I didn't realize how much pain I was in until I got to a point where I felt so much better. Um, and um, Dave Ramsey has made, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey and he's um, made some references before about um, sitting in a poopy diaper like a baby, you know, it, it, it's warm, but it's mine, you know, and I'm happy in it kind of thing. Um, I, Honestly, you don't realize how miserable you are <laughs> in, until you get on the other side. Yeah. Um, you just kind of tolerate some of yeah. what you yeah. just think of as, as normal. Yeah. I mean, like sitting in an airplane, sitting in an airplane seat. I, I was so wide that, you know, my arms weren't comfortable on the armrest and, and you know, trying to get into the seat belt and everything. You you. Yeah, <laughs> some. I mean, thinking back, some of it's kind of traumatic. Just thinking back, what I used to deal with, and and I think that reflecting on those things helps motivate me, and that I am so much further along in my life now that I don't ever want to be back in that place. Um, I'm I'm going to do what I can to continue to move forward because it's so much better on this side. Um, I have friends who I have been trying for years to, and like I, one of the reasons why I share my story the way that I do is because I, I have friends who are where I was and I want desperately for them to experience where I am now. And, um, you know, I, I, it, using my own experience, I, I think they just haven't hit the absolute rock bottom point to where they're ready to make the change yet. So tell, tell me this, uh, how do you actually start 
when you're doing it like a whole body transformation like you know you're going from because i imagine when you're obese you you, yeah. you can't just go out and run you know like yeah you know yeah. right now i'm in pretty good shape and so i can feel it when i gain five or ten pounds from the holidays like yeah. i gained 20 pounds over COVID. and i'm like well pff, i guess i'll just go run and lift weights but and and even that's a slow start restart mm -hmm. but I, I imagine when you can't uh, like like I can't even I don't even have words for it. like how do you how do you even begin because I know there are people that are listening and they're going well I like yeah it seems like you can say that because you can go run five miles right now you can go do this or you can go but how, how do you even begin like what's the well all right so can I tell about my weight loss program that I actually use yeah absolutely okay so the weight loss program that I use is a company called Shibboleth and they are actually a faith-based weight loss ministry. Do you have a link um, and I, down here? I, yes, I can, okay. I can provide a link. Um, it's myshibboleth.com slash sponsor slash ahix07. Yeah. Um, but I can, well, I can give that to you later. Yeah, I'll put it down if you're listening and you want to follow that, I'm going to put the link down here. Okay. So yeah. you had a program. So, so this program, the reason why it, worked for me you know i tried everything else i tried weight watchers i tried atkins i yeah. tried weight belly like i tried everything the reason that i like shibola so much is because it taught me it, it taught me how to measure moderation you know we've always heard everything's fine in moderation i'm i'm a very numbers kind of gal i'm i need to be a to measure i need to know how many french fries i'm allowed to eat i need to know if i'm allowed to have that cupcake and if i do have that cupcake you know how do i need to balance yeah, it out for my moderation yeah. yes um so when I, I i had actually done the program several many years ago back in 2014 2015 um i had had good success for about a year um my life fell apart for the next two years Two to three years after that and i got back on board like i got real serious january 2018 and what i did in 2018 is i um i had already known the program I, because i had had experience with it before i knew the basics i knew the the ins and outs of it but essentially the way i started then was I committed to 30 days. I told myself, I'm going to do this for 30 days just to see what happens. And um, so, yeah, like you said, you can't just start and, you know, run five miles or whatever. But the thing about Shibboleth is it meets you where you are. So if you're used to eating fast food, if you're used to eating peanut butter and jelly, if you're used to having pizza and fries and things like that, you can still have those things. Um, but what it does is it teaches you how to replace certain ingredients that are less bad for you and will actually help you. So like, for example, we've heard of the, the high protein cookies. You know, there's certain brands, Buffet cookies, um, Quest bar, or the company Quest makes some good chocolate chip cookies and things like that. So the term that they use is void replacements. So if you want Cheez-Its, you know, you love Cheez-Its on the road. Well, instead of eating Cheez-Its, there's, you know, a, a um, 
they call double bites. There's there's a, a, a void replacement. It basically tastes like Cheez-Its. It's close enough to the taste of Cheez-Its. So if you really want Cheez-Its, don't eat Cheez-Its. Eat these double bites instead, because that way you won't feel like you're being deprived. And, and I think with um, with a lot of weight loss programs, is it's a lot of elimination diet where you can't have a certain thing and Shibboleth is not about that. There is nothing you can't have on Shibboleth. Um, they teach you how to find good void replacements and how to replace ingredients that are better for you. Well, okay, so I mentioned peanut butter and jelly. Well, you could still have peanut butter and jelly. Um, they teach you what types of bread to look for, bread that's not going to harm you. They teach you how to look for peanut butter. Like you can have any peanut butter. So on our program, you can have any peanut butter as long as hydrogenated oil is not in the ingredients list. So you want natural peanut butter that doesn't have hydrogenated oil. So they teach you certain things to look for. So you can still have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You just got to change out your bread and change out the, the cheap processed peanut butter and get you some natural peanut butter instead. Um, and so in that first 30 days, I made a commitment that I was going to follow the program as strict as I could. Um, and I, and in my first 30 days, I lost 26 pounds. Now that 26 pounds was a lot of it was water and waste and inflammation. And, but but even still, the number on the scale mentally for me at the time, I'm like, I'm I'm making good progress. Well, like, that was the I'm stuff already... you were carrying. I mean, even if it was water yes. inflammation, it still like was. Yeah. Yes. And it was it was just enough of a motivator. So I gave myself 30 days. I had lost 26 pounds in 30 days. I'm like, OK, well, there's no reason for me to stop now. I've, I've, I've come this far. Might as well just keep doing what I'm doing. And and that's really what it is, is if you can stick to something long enough to see the results you know if you give up after two or three days you're just going to keep doing what you've been doing but um I my life had hit such rock bottom that I, I I didn't have any other choice and so I I I made a commitment to myself I told myself that I was worth it and that nothing was going to stop me and nothing was going to get in my way and um I followed the program. I ate accordingly. I had lots of void replacements. I was still able to eat cookies. I was still able to eat um, peanut butter and jelly. I ha had um, pizza. You know, I, I would use an approved tortilla shell as a pizza crust and found some great um, pasta sauce and fat-free mozzarella cheese to put yeah. on and made my own pizzas at home. Um, those types of things is what helped me um, stick to the program and not feel deprived. All right. So, I, I mean, one, yeah, one of the things I just picked out of that was not restrictive. And another one was you you committed really kind of to a, uh, for lack of a better term, baby step. Like, okay, I can, yeah. I'm not trying to do this for the next. I mean, you started in 2018. It's 2021 now. But. I mean, you didn't commit to like a three-year run or two and a half years, no. whatever it's been. At the time, no. it, was just, it was 30 days. It was, yep. hey, just this month, this is what I'm doing. And so yep. if, you know, people were listening, kind of cue into that and said, okay, I, I'm not committing to losing 50 pounds or I'm not committing to losing 100 or I'm not committing for, 
the next five years. Like this isn't a marriage. This is just, this is like a 30 day. This is just like one date. You're just going to test this and just see if this thing. um, But when you go, I mean, just like going on the date, you got to be fully present. Like it's not going to work if you're scrolling your phone and all that. Like you got to do that. You got to do it. You get in. Yes. Um, Okay. You've, you've mentioned a couple of times, like the, you know, you hit rock bottom. Yeah. And so like that precipitated something. Do you, yeah. that was, do you want to tell me about that? So, um, yeah. Trying to figure out how to not give too much detail and, and be too long winded. Long story short, because of my health, because of where I was, my husband and I suffered from infertility, you know, um, that we we both we both got tested and we both there were there were issues on both sides of the table um and so that was really hard to deal with we discovered that back in 2011 and um you know over the next few years you know I did the whole you know multiple diets trying trying to get my health in order to see if we could reverse that diagnosis yeah and um eventually we were led to a place that, okay, we're fine not being biological parents. That's, that's cool. And, um, we, we came to peace with that. Well, once we were at peace with that, um, we were presented with the idea of possibly adopting. Um, we, but we wanted to adopt through foster care. And we didn't want to adopt a baby or a small child. We we were in a position where we were really involved in the youth group at our church, and we really loved teenagers. Okay. And I told my husband, I said, if we're going to do this, we we need to seek out a teenager in foster care because those are the ones that typically don't get the attention. They're typically the ones that stay in the system. Yeah, everybody wants um, a small baby. Nobody wants. Yeah, everybody yeah. everybody wants a baby. And, you know, selfishly, part of the reason why I was so, um, so on board with the teenagers, one, I didn't have to potty train them, (laughs) two, they already knew how to talk and communicate, and, um, you know, I, I just, I felt like for my personality and my experience, I felt like the teenager was a better fit for our family. And so we we went through a process where we were went through the licensing process and getting our home ready and identifying a child. And um, long story short, we we got through all that. Uh, a teenage boy was placed in our home, and um, he was with us for five months. And it was, I mean. I would not trade those five months for anything. It was, it was glorious. It was loving. It was, it, it, it gave me, it gave me uh, the, the experience of being a parent. Um, but ultimately that child had been in the system for so long that he, he wasn't able to adapt. He, he wasn't, he wasn't happy. I mean, the, the, we went through a honeymoon phase. Yeah. And um, things were good to start with for about the first three and a half months or so. And then it just it, it crashed and burned and it crashed and burned real fast. And um, 
we we were in a position where we we were willing to fight for him as as long and as hard as we needed to but we also did not want to put ourselves in a position where he was going to pull this card of um well I'm not happy so I want to go back and right. and there there was one one time where he threatened that and we had a, a long the other thing about him being 16 years old is we had the hard you know conversation with him of look if you go and tell the pastors or the teachers or whatever that you're not happy they're going to come investigate us and they could take you away from us. So this is not a threat that you can make this. Uh, and, and I feel like maybe that's one of the real world examples that if nothing else out of that five months that he learned with us is that there are consequences for your actions. Yeah. And so we, to this day, we still don't know why, it, why things ultimately didn't work out, but I hope that we had the positive impact on him that we needed to and maybe that was part of it. Maybe it was learning a life lesson of, hey, there are consequences for your actions. And so ultimately things didn't work out. He he requested to go back. He was at an age where he he had a choice in the matter. And so we respected his wishes. And um, but after that, that that put us both in a, 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 a very deep, deep, deep depression. Um, yeah, because you've because, had you know at that point you've had several things that have not worked out that you thought were going yeah. to yeah so yeah. this is and these are long these aren't uh you know you didn't get a ticket this was a Disney seven year World. basically a seven year period from yeah, 2011 is, through 2017 is, yeah this is you know, emotional stuff too this is like life stuff like this isn't oh we yes. late we didn't get to you know or i mean this yeah. is and so for, so he left our home 12 days before Christmas in 2017. And so we, um, New Year's Eve, my husband and I went away just to regroup, to rethink, just to kind of get our mind back in things. And it was on that trip that um, I remembered my experience with Shibboleth um, from several years ago where I had had a little bit of success and then I'd fallen off the wagon in the process yeah. of doing the adoption thing. And so I told my husband then, I said, I have got to get my health in order. You know, the last three years, I had been working my tail off on preparing our home for this child and, you know, traveling back and forth to, you know, to, to do adoption visits with him and working our tails off to get our home ready. I have not taken care of me. And you're working a job. It, it, yeah, working, yes, working, you know, I, I, I was taking care of everybody else, but I was letting me, my health, my physical body just, can, just deteriorate. And I said, I have spent so much of my adult life taking care of other people and other things and making everything else a priority. I'm making me a priority, period. Yeah. And um, and by making me, it's funny, by making me a priority, I am able to give more effort to those other areas in my life and that effort actually be come to fruition rather than falling flat. <laughs> no, so it, it's, it's kind of a positive snowball. 
It is. I've, I've noticed like I, part of my routine is in the morning I get up uh, and I'll, I'll most mornings I'll get up really early, 536. I'll exercise. Um, I'll then, you know, come in, get a shower. This is before really anybody else. A lot of times Beth's up, but she's kind of got her thing going on. Um, so we don't really, you know, we don't ignore each other. We don't really talk during that point. Like there's not a lot of in-depth stuff, but I'll work out, get a shower. Um, you know, coffee's usually made. I've got a little place. I'll go sit and read, get out my Bible. I'll take some notes. A lot of those turn into like social media posts or things that I teach mm-hmm. or write later on, um, kind of unintentionally. Like that's not what I'm doing that time for, but I, I was looking back and I'm like, that's, it takes about two, two and a half hours. I'm just kind of doing my thing, you know, and then by about eight in the morning, eight 30, like I'm kind of ready to go. What I've realized yeah. though, is if I sleep in and drag, like I, which sometimes we do, we'll just stay in the bed. We're like, ah, it's been a busy week. Let's just stay in the bed and watch TV or let's whatever. But, and there, there's a time for that. But for the most part, I've realized if I don't take that time, it's not like, it doesn't get used for anything else. It's like either like, does that like it just evaporates? Like it's either I take it and I get the benefit of it and it benefits and has a ripple effect through the whole day, through the whole week for other things, or like, I just, I'll lose it. Like it's, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like it's not a swap out like, Oh, I'd have all this other free time. If I didn't do this, it's like, I wouldn't. I get more out yeah, of the rest of the time. Just be in bed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's weird. It's like you know, people go, oh, "I don't have time for that." You've probably experienced that. I don't have time for that. Well, it's it's really like I've seen. I wouldn't do anything else with the time, and there's so much benefit out of that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell yeah. me, like, some other. At what point did you start? Okay, so you've you've exercised and you've done uh, the. Uh, since we connected on Instagram at some point, and one of the first things I saw was like, you're, you know, I saw you and Johnny and then I saw like two or three posts later. I'm like, Oh, she's exercising on a pole. Okay. So like, I imagine you don't go from obese to pole. Um, you're doing some running now, like talk to me about when does the exercise come in and just give me the, all the little clusters of exercise stuff that you do at this point, which knowing that like, you know, people that are wanting to lose weight, you don't have to go grab a pole, but. Well, I will say this, my um, pole fitness journey actually started in the fall of 2015, which that was the end of the first year of me being on Shibboleth. So like I, so when I first did Shibboleth, I started it in fall of 2014. I lost about 70 pounds that year. And so I had already lost enough weight that I was feeling pretty good about myself. And I had a friend who was taking pole classes and she invited me. And so since I had lost a little bit of weight by that point, I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't so scary because I should back up a little bit. Like in early, it may be 2011 or so. I don't remember when it was. My friend was getting married and she had a bachelorette party and it was at a pole studio. Well, back then I was at, I, I was at my heaviest, heaviest okay, weight. Okay, pole ever. studio is not strip club. So, no. Because no, what I'm trying to, like, because, you know, people's minds are instantly going there, um, but. I do pole sport, pole fitness. I am yes. not at a club 
Right. Cause, okay. But uh, so yeah, that's a totally different, I, I've actually never been to a strip club. I've done some really yeah. stupid things in my life, but I've never <laughs> been there. Um, but you know, uh, so, but it's still the same kind of pole that everybody's yeah. like, well, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, you do. Everybody knows what those are. Yeah. Um, but there's an yeah. element of fitness where there's a fitness thing that people do with these poles. Yes. It's, it's funny because yes. on your Instagram <laughs> feed, I'll see weight loss, running, Jesus, get your finances in order. I love my husband, pole. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there, there, there's an element of the fitness and the strength and just, yeah. you know, being able to use your body to do really cool tricks. And that's really what it is for me is, um, so yeah, I, well, so 2015, you tried it and then, yes, I tried it and I, and I started, you know, started learning how to do some of the basic things, what we call a fireman's spin, just being able to, you know, take your feet off the ground and spin around the pole, you know, just learning the basics. And, um, you know, so I, I, I kind of dabbled in it for the first, you know, couple of years, but then, you know, th this overlapped with the adoption process. So I didn't get to go to classes quite as often as I wanted to. And it was that January 2018, when I gave myself that 30 day commitment, I also said, you know what, I'm going to go back to classes too, because I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. So I really do think I was a little bit of a beast compared to a lot of people. Like I went full force and I know that not everybody can do that, but that's what worked for me. That's what yeah. made me like get into it. Like I, I wasn't going to give up. I, I, I think I did a 5k that month. Um, now granted, I didn't run it. I just walked it. Well, that's, know? I mean, that's but, good for people to know though. It's like you sign up, you don't have to crush this thing. You just no, show up. No, just show up. I think I did it probably in like 50 minutes. Like it took al almost an hour for me to do, you know, and just do it to do it. Like yeah, my first five, I've, I've done half marathons. I've done half marathons. My first three or four half marathons, I completely walked. It took me three, three and a half, three hours and 45 minutes to do it. I just completely walked it. My only yeah. goal was to finish. Cross I didn't line. care about my time. I just wanted Start to finish. Start this place, finish there. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And 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 that's really the thing is is a lot of people think, well, if I can't have a great time or if I can't do it in X period of time or X, or you know whatever unit of measure that they they don't even want to start it. And I I'm not of that mindset. I um well, you know, one of the other things that you've seen is this body competitions, bodybuilding. Like I, I got into bodybuilding, you know, and, you know, you made the comment about how I look fit right now. Well, I, it, I feel like I look good in my clothes, but I want to look good naked. <laughs> and, um, and Johnny said, amen. <laughs> <laughs> and part of that, part of the bodybuilding world is like you're in basically nothing except stuff covering the private parts. Yeah. And I like, so I, I'm not of the caliber of a lot of those bodybuilders yet, but I, but I aspire to be there. 
And the first bodybuilding comp competition that I did was transformation division. It was for those people who weren't in, you know, the bodybuilding divisions yet, but they were working on it and they had a story to tell that, you know, they've had a major body transformation or a life mental transformation of some sort. And um, so for me, it's not about getting on stage and winning. It's about getting on stage and getting experience and, and, showing, up. Being, and, and, and showing up, being around, uh, you know, they say to surround yourself with people you want to be like. I'm going to go to bodybuilding shows and I'm going to see people that I want to be like, people who look good naked and people who um, have worked their tails off. You know, I, I'm so, that's been part of my transformation in my journey too, is that, you know, you, I want to be there for, for my friends who are still struggling but I also need to surround myself with people that I want to be like because I don't I, I I don't I don't want to be in that bucket full of crabs and the and the the, the negative crabs pulling me down. I want to crawl out and 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 go on to bigger and better things. Yeah, my dad, you know, he's a he's a pastor. He's uh, in his seventies now. He's retired. Recently got rehired um, at a at a different church where he's he's now he used to be like kind of the lead guy in a church. Now he's working with senior adults um with the, the just a massive church with i mean seven eight hundred senior adults um just in that age group and i told him i said you know this all makes sense I, I promise you he i told him i said you know you're in good health right now you're in good shape um you're in the season in life where you've got more wisdom than you ever had you, your finances are okay because you've saved up money you've got better relationships because you got these long-term friendships and you're in a healthy place where you can give back the wisdom that you've gained from successes in life and from failures where you can say, Hey, dodge this landmine or don't do that. But, but the only reason you can do that is because you're in a healthy place, which is because yeah. he's taking care of himself, which is kind of loops to this whole message. One of the things that he has told me is don't always be the smartest guy in the room. And because of his biblical background, he'll put it in like Bible language and he'll say, you need a Paul, you need a Barnabas, you need a Timothy in multiple areas of life. Like you need a Paul, like he's the guy that is out ahead of you. Paul's running out, planting churches, writing books of the Bible, doesn't know that he's writing books of the Bible at the time, but super smart, intelligent, you know, out there will survive a shipwreck. I mean, like, you know, survives being left for dead, gets up, goes back, like just strong, just a brute yeah. guy. Um, you need a guy that's like that, that's ahead of you and stronger and can just crush it, you know, and then you need people that are kind of on your level, like Barnabas was on Paul's level. And then you need Timothy's like people that are, and this isn't just an age thing, people that you're helping bring along. Um, yeah. Like you got to have all and everybody always wants like the people behind them. But like, you, like, you, you know, you need all three. Um, so I, th I think yes. the perspective you've got on there is you, you know, phenomenal. Um, tell me this, like what else has changed? So since the transformation, because obviously, you know, you look at you and go, okay, the physical stuff has changed. So you're, you know, you're exercising. So the routines change, you're happier. That's changed the marriage. I imagine you guys were not in a bad place with each other. Um, you were working through an adoption and through, you know, the transparency of infertility yeah. and all those struggles. So I imagine you weren't in a bad place, but I imagine the marriage has gotten better. 
um, just because yes. you're healthier and you can enjoy more of life. What else is, um, what's, what else is different kind of on this side? I will say even my professional development, like me in my day job and how I, how I interact with my coworkers, um, how I approach my job, like I don't even know how to describe my job. I, I, I do records management. I, I'm an internal finance specialist. I hunt down rabbit trails. I work on records management. I work on billing and things like that. Um, but my title and my role over the last 13 years that I've been there has changed season to season. And my management has been really great with helping me hone in on things that I'm already pretty strong in and putting me on those types of tasks. But then once I get into those types of tasks, it makes me even stronger and, you know, builds builds my mind, builds my thinking capacity and things like that. So I feel like, you know, getting my health in order, I don't, I, I, I don't really quite know how to tie it together, but getting my health, my physical health in order, yeah. helped my mental health, helped me be able to exercise because I will say this, I, I'm pretty savage. <laughs> I, like I, I, I'm one of those. That's what's on the shirt. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, like in my younger days, I would just spout off. Like I would spout off the first thing that I thought of, without any regards to how it made other people feel or how it made me look or anything like that. And I do think that um, this process has introduced to me you know to be a lot more graceful with people to give people a lot more grace um and to step back and you know just not assume that somebody's an idiot because they didn't previously know you know just to give people the benefit of the doubt i i, I mean I, i'm ashamed to say that i was one of those types of people that i would make a snap judgment about you and um and I, and I can truly say that I'm not like that anymore. I, I am, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say what I'm saying, but basically like in, in my professional life, you know, I feel like I've grown. I, I have better relationships with my coworkers. I am able to just, you know, get my tasks done easier. I am able to, you know, critical thinking, things like that. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it makes it, yeah, it was just, kind of just kind of painting the bigger picture because all those areas of life they're connected we, we just often don't think you know how they they might all flesh out um let, yeah. let's end up with this one talk to me about like the the marriage relationship and how that's gotten better um it it, it really has i will say that during the five months that um the teenager was with us yeah um it it really strengthened our bonds with one another because we we had to be team players we had to be a team with one another yeah we we did not want to be good cop bad cop um or you know uh, contradicting the other um we didn't want to contradict one another we wanted to show a unified front of what a healthy marriage should look like because we we thought that we were modeling you know a good home life 
for this child who had not been in a home. He had been in a group home for many years and we wanted to show him, hey, this is what real life is, is like. Yeah. And so um, we we became a team. I mean, we were always a team, but we like we really became a team during that time. And um, it it pushed us forward. It pushed us forward in, in regards to how we interact with one another. Um, you know, he he has his hobbies. I have mine. I, we're supportive of each other. You know, while I may not have the same hobbies that he does, I'm very supportive of him. He doesn't necessarily want to go running or go to pole class with me, but he is very supportive of me and, it, and will be a cheerleader for me. Yeah. So there's a lot of things where our lives do intersect and interact together. And then there are other things where we are simply, you know, supporters on the sideline. And um, it, you know, with regards to finances, you know, there, there were times in our younger lives where, you know, we weren't on the same page with finances. Well, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, and now we're at a point where we can dream together and 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 work towards the common goal and i mean i i do not take for granted the relationship i have with my husband because i've got so many friends and, and i know so many couples that they are not on the same same wavelength and it, it, i mean it's hard it's hard to see people not have what's possible i guess yeah. i should say Thank you so much for uh, sharing, you know, your story, just kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit. I'm going to put links down here in the show notes where people can find you on Instagram. They can also, if they're interested in following kind of that diet program and people all the time go, oh, you shouldn't use the word diet or whatever. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you'd use. Like it just make it simple. Like yeah. that's, you know, it's yeah. like everybody knows what it is. So whatever that is, we're going to put that down there, I'm also want to put the link to where you've you've got a transformation story where you have talked and, and shared it on Facebook. More just the process of um, your body transformation because that's really what we um, we didn't avoid it, but like that's what got us here. But you've already you've already yeah. said all that, so I kind of want to get some of the other things there. Um, any any final thing that you would say to anybody that's kind of on the ledge here? That's um, knows they need change but yeah um honestly it's just I, I, I kind of mentioned this before but you really don't realize how much pain you're in until you do actually get to the other side and so um it, it's just a little bit of faith you gotta have faith that in and that there's there's something better out there and um you know, just being able to, like, one of the things that I've shared with you is that, like, I hate running. Like, I do 5Ks and 10Ks and stuff like that, but I hate running. I hate it. But I do it now because I physically can. So there's there's an element of, you know, being able to do something that you weren't able to before. And it doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It could just be a, a mental thing. Like, Getting on a Zoom Facebook or Zoom call and like sharing your story when you hate public speaking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, you know, get out and just be brave. Be brave and, and, and try something different. Because if you keep if you keep doing what you've always done, you keep getting what you've always got. 
Right. That's a good word. Let's end on that. Yeah. Keep doing what you always done. You'll keep getting what you always, what you always got. Okay. So there you have it. Uh, big shout out, big thanks to Amanda and golly props to her on the progress. Here are a couple things that I want to remind you of that she said. No, number one is this, just take the next best step. It's just a baby step. Remember when she wanted to lose that weight, it just came down to, I'm doing this for 30 days. That's it. You know the phrase, how do you eat an elephant? You take one bite at a time. Just commit to taking one single bite. The second thing is this, is take notice that she said, you've got to surround yourself with people that are where you want to be. So often, I was so shocked when I was working in rehabilitation centers, uh, helping guys that were drug addicts, and they would take advice from guys who were addicts, who couldn't kick it, didn't want to kick it, didn't want to hold job, didn't want to put their family together, didn't want to, you fill in the blanks, and they rarely, some of the guys took advice from guys that were moving forward, walking and healing, walking towards wholeness, experiencing redemption who were where they want to be surround yourself with amazing people who are where you want to be i've got a link in the show notes for you also to the hilltop hangout i promise you in that facebook group you will find people like amanda people who are where you want to be and if you're a guy i've got a link down there for you where you can follow that link and you can jump in with a group of guys who are where you want to be. Surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. Uh, That said, let me pray for you. My prayer for you as every single week is that the Lord would bless you. He would keep you. He would make his face a favor to shine upon you, that you would see, sense, and feel the greatness for which you were designed, that the excuses would fade, that you would sense this confidence, this humble ability to take hold of the life you've been given, that you would be able to steward that well and walk in the plans that he has designed for you from before time began. Grace and peace. I'll see you again soon.